Good morning. It's Monday, January 11th. I'm Lucas Dixon, and here are today's headlines from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Brought to you by the SoFi Daily Podcast. 80% of New Year's resolutions fail by the second week of February. If reaching financial independence is something you're striving for in 2021, don't let your goals fall by the wayside. Listen to the SoFi Daily Podcast every weekday to keep informed and keep your financial resolutions. Search for SoFi wherever you get your podcasts. Our top story. U.S. Senator-elect Raphael Warnock returned to his famed pulpit Sunday, trying to reconcile his historic election last week with a mob's violent assault on the U.S. Capitol one day later. Warnock, senior pastor of Ebenezer Baptist Church, was one of the spiritual leaders across metro Atlanta who spoke Sunday about a bitter election season that culminated in victory and violence. Warnock became the first black candidate elected to the Senate from Georgia and only the 11th in U.S. history. At the same time, in Tuesday's runoff election for the state's other Senate seat, John Ossoff was chosen as Georgia's first Jewish senator. Whoever would have thought that in Georgia we would see the people rise up and send an African-American man who grew up in public housing and a Jewish young man, the son of an immigrant, to the United States Senate, Warnock said. The victories, he claimed, symbolized the arc being bent a little closer to justice in the world. In other news, a 71-year-old woman died Sunday morning after a fire swept through a southwest Atlanta home, officials said. The fire started in a rear bedroom at a home on Waters Road, according to Atlanta Fire Rescue spokesman Sergeant Cortez Stafford. The accidental blaze was caused by a misplaced cigarette, he said. The fire severely damaged the home. Five adults were able to escape the home, but the 71-year-old woman died of her injuries, Stafford said. Her name has not been released. In politics, Georgia lawmakers returned to the Capitol on Monday with Democrats on a stunning winning streak, years in the making, that helped oust President Donald Trump from the White House and capped with a sweep of last week's runoffs that flipped control of the U.S. Senate. State Republicans are facing a sharp reckoning. Bitter and divided by Trump's defeat, some GOP leaders proudly backed his effort to illegally overturn Georgia's election and cheered the movement that culminated in the storming of the U.S. Capitol, while those who have stood against the president are vilified by him and his supporters. Republican Governor Brian Kemp, Georgia's most powerful politician, opens the legislative session weakened and unable to corral the competing factions and personalities within his party. Once, Kemp's most pressing political concern was a likely rematch against Stacey Abrams. Now, his GOP rivals are moving against him, stoked by Trump's promises, to wild applause at Georgia rallies, to champion a primary challenger against him next year. And finally, two men, including one with Georgia connections, were charged in federal court for their suspected roles in Wednesday's riot at the Capitol, the U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington, D.C. announced Sunday. Eric Gavilek Munchel of Tennessee is believed to be the person known as the zip-tie guy for carrying plastic restraints during the incursion. The FBI also said he was carrying an item in a holster on his right hip and a cell phone mounted on his chest with the camera facing outward, ostensibly to record events that day. The profile on Munchell's Facebook page indicated he was from Blue Ridge, Georgia, and attended Fannin County High School. 
Records show he previously lived in Fulton County and had faced battery charges in an incident in 2013. Munchell was arrested in Fulton County in 2014 on charges of marijuana possession and speeding, to which he entered a negotiated plea according to Fulton County records. The federal charges he now faces after being arrested in Nashville, Tennessee, are one count of knowingly entering or remaining in any restricted building or grounds without lawful authority, and one count of violent entry and disorderly conduct on Capitol grounds. That's all for today. Check back each weekday morning for more from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution or go to AJC.com. Have a great day.